My mother was very familiar with her neighborhood, but one day she stopped at the stop sign and she wasn't even really sure where she was at. When something feels different, it could be Alzheimer's. Now is the time to talk. A message from the Alzheimer's Association and the Ad Council. Coming up on the Money Beat podcast, the Federal Reserve finally in 2016 raised interest rates only 25 basis points. But what does that mean for the markets, for the economy, for 2017? To help us break it all down, we have Gabriela Santos from J.P. Morgan Asset Management. This is Money Beat from the Wall Street Journal. Now from our studios in New York, here are Paul Vigna and Stephen Grosser. Hello, everybody out there in podcast landia. Paul Vini here in the studio in New York City. Grocer still on vacation. Yes, unbelievably, we give him more than one day at a time to take off. Uh, although I, I'm probably not surprising you folks out there. I think you know us well enough. Grocer has been working every single day. It's in, the guy does not take days off. He is on vacation. He is still sending us stuff every single day, which is just uh, he, he's a sick man. He's a sick individual. And if he's listening to this. You need to get some help, Grocer. You really do. But he is not actually here, and we did not make him call in, which he probably would have done also. So uh, I am running the ship solo today. Hopefully I don't do anything too awful. Uh, What we are talking about today is also probably no shock to you. I'm sure you people, you guys out there, you have sharp uh, numbers. So you know that the Federal Reserve Board today concluded their two-day meeting raised interest rates, their overnight Fed funds rate, by 25 basis points. What exactly does that mean? A lot to talk about here, actually. I know it sounds, you can sum it up in one sentence, but there is a lot to talk about. And to help me discuss it, I have today, I'm very fortunate to have today, Gabriela Santos. How are you, Gabriela? Good, thank you. Global market strategist at J.P. Morgan Asset Management. That's correct. Just came over a couple blocks. You're in Midtown, too. Yeah. Brave Uh, the cold. Brave the cold. Yeah, it is cold out there, huh? (laughs) So, okay, Fed raises rates 25 basis points. Everybody knew that was coming. Yes. It was pretty much 100% priced in that we would get a rate hike today. So we're we're happy to see that. Um, I think the economy, given where it is, more than justified a 25 basis point increase, the first one we've had all year, first time in a year. Um, So we were very uh, thankful to see that. We're we're continuing in the path to normalize rates. Yeah. You know, it's funny. I was thinking about this, and I want to get your take on this. So, yes, we expected a year ago, year ago, because the Fed was kind of intimating it, that they were going to raise rates four times Mm -hmm. this year. They end up raising it one time. You look at where interest rates have gone on their own before this afternoon, and I'm wondering, did the market in some ways do the Fed's job for it? I mean, you know, if they had raised rates four times this year, would rates be, well, they'd be even higher. It's a sort of counterfactual, right? But it's almost like they didn't have to raise rates because rates were going up. Any interest rates overall were going up anyhow. Well, they only really started to about perhaps uh, a few months ago, right? right? right. And so I, I would like to think about this year as kind of a, a tale of two halves. So we had the whole first half of the year where we had some very weak growth from the U.S., very disappointing, hence why the Fed waited much mm-hmm. longer. Uh, we had some pressure from the strong dollar, uh, some weakness overseas. And so rates were very, very low. It was a very risk-off kind of environment. And then starting July, really the first couple of weeks in July, we started seeing the data improve markedly in the U.S. and around the world. We had more stability in oil prices, so inflation expectations started to tick up. Mm -hmm. And that was really when we started seeing yields start to move up. It was really in the second half of the year, Um, and and hence justifying, let's say, the Fed's hike uh, today. Right. You know, you talk about inflation. It's it's amazing to me, and I want to pull up 
make sure I have it in front of me right, um, their expectations for inflation are still really low. Incredibly, incredibly yeah, low. Yeah, I mean, yeah. really, like, yeah. um, so they expect inflation to rise from 1.5% in 2016 to 1.9% in 2017 and to its target, the Fed's target, of 2% in 2018. I mean, 2% by 2018 that is real. What is what is going on with inflation that that, that is like that? So two things. First of all, they give themselves a little leeway because they like looking at the PCE index right. instead of the, the personal CPI. personal consumption expenditures. Exactly. Yeah. Instead of the CPI, which we tend to look at. Right. So it has a slightly different weighting system and, and adjustment. So it's a little bit lower than CPI. So mm-hmm. that gives them a little breathing room. Um, but look, I think with our expectation that oil prices are going to keep stable and even keep moving up next year. It's very easy to see headline inflation already above 2% in January of next year. So that's headline right? Uh, just with the energy effect. And then core inflation really depends on the economy continuing to grow, the unemployment rate continuing to come down. Mm-hmm. We can continue to expect service prices to move up as well. So our inflation expectation is actually much higher than the Fed's, and, and I think they'll have to adjust that next year. Yeah. What is yours, by the way? So, as I was saying, we think headline will be above 2% already in the first couple of yeah. months of the year. Uh, and that will continue drifting upwards, both headline and core, uh, over the next, uh, over the few months over the year to reach perhaps even 2.5%. Mm-hmm. All right. Now, you know, as we are speaking, folks, I'm trying to get the latest here. I'm looking at the. So the indexes, I mean, the major indexes were dead flat all day, right? I mean, the Dow was up 10, it was down 2, it was up 3. You know, they really, they were waiting for the Fed. The Fed moves, 2 o'clock, not a huge reaction. Now, the Dow, looks like the Dow's down about 100. Look, I think at one point it was down closer to 190. I mean, it's gone down now. And I've seen a few people say that the Fed was actually hawkish, and you're shaking Marginally. your head. Right. I'm wondering, like, yeah, I mean, they raised interest rates 25 basis. How, like, how hawkish could they really be? But what I'm trying to get at is, is what is the takeaway from this? Meeting? What is the Fed's stance right now when you look at everything they've done this afternoon? I think the takeaway is they feel confident with the economy they have, mm-hmm. with what we have right now, right, with growth picking up in the second half of the year, as we were talking about, uh, inflation slowly moving back to target. And they feel comfortable to raise rates and to continuing to continue doing so next year. Um, Perhaps the hawkish tilt uh, was for 2017. Instead of just two rate hikes, now they're signaling three rate Mm -hmm. hikes. Um, But Janet Yellen went, I think, in the Prince conference uh, to great pains to say (laughs) that that was really just a couple of individuals changing their minds. uh, And really, it's too early to tell what kind of economy we have next year because it's too early to tell what kind of government policy we have. Right. Right. Um, so it, it's too, just too early to know if we'll get three rate hikes, more or less. We don't know. And, yeah. And that's what the Fed is telling us. Right. And, I mean, one year ago, we we thought we would get four, and we got one. Exactly. So now they're saying maybe – and, again, right, you're right. These are all projections. They're all guesstimates. Maybe we get three instead of two. It's, it's you know, talking about a 25 basis point change to what is a, an unbelievably low – Fed funds rate already. Exactly. And, and our takeaway is that we would have actually preferred to have perhaps a more aggressive uh, path of uh, normalization because, again, it's normalization of rates, yeah. right? It is not trying to really slow down the economy meaningfully, right? Yeah. It's, it's just normalizing uh, the most important uh, interest rate in the world right. to something that makes sense. Yeah. Um, and, and, and so I think that's what we'll continue seeing next year. 
Let's uh, let's take a break here. I think it's a good spot because because we have more questions. But let's take a break here. We will come back after this. Talk about more about the Fed uh, and some about the markets. Gabriela Santos, J.P. Morgan Asset Management. Stay tuned. My mother was very familiar with her neighborhood, but one day she stopped at the stop sign and she wasn't even really sure where she was at. When something feels different, it could be Alzheimer's. Now is the time to talk. A message from the Alzheimer's Association and the Ad Council. Hi, my name is Jason Gay. I'm a sports columnist at the Wall Street Journal. Yeah, there's a sports columnist at the Wall Street Journal, buddy. I also have a podcast, The Free For All, where we talk a little sports and we talk about everything else as well. People from around the journal and the bigger universe talking about culture, life, politics, everything that's out there today. It's a free-ranging, fun conversation. I urge you to listen to it. And if you don't, I'm going to knock on your door tomorrow. Free For All. WSJ Podcasts. Listen ambitiously. Now, back to the show. Welcome back to the Money Beat Podcast. I am here in the studio without Stephen Grosser, who is on vacation, who is on a much-deserved vacation. And for more podcasts, I know you already subscribed to Money Beat, right? You don't want to miss anything we ever do, and we appreciate that. We really love the fact that you guys come. You know, I'm going to say tune in. I said tune in twice, and I know you don't tune in. I know it's not radio. I know it's, it's... but yeah, I'm a little old school, so I say tune in. Uh, if you want more great Wall Street Journal podcasts, you can find us at WSJ.com slash podcasts. You can follow us on Twitter at WSJ Podcasts. You can subscribe on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, your Google Play Music app, and Amazon Echo. And we are here today joined by Gabriela Santos, who is Global Market Strategist at J.P. Morgan Asset Management. Gabriela, how are you? Hello. Thank you. And we've been talking about the Fed. As you know, the Fed raised interest rates by 25 basis points, kind of hinted that they might do three rate hikes next year, depending on how everything goes, of course. And, and Gabriella, that is the big question, right? How everything goes, of course. Of course. Yeah. <laughs> so if we judge just where we think the economy will go next year, 2017, even without really assuming any change in government policy, mm-hmm. um, what we assume is, right, that big chunk of the economy. That's the consumer. That's 70% chunk. Uh, we think is looking pretty healthy. Uh, you know, we have the unemployment rate below 5%. We still have recovery in housing, low gasoline prices, uh, consumer that's just now starting to take on more credit. So we expect that to continue really being the engine of growth here. Mm-hmm. I think the question mark for next year, and as it relates to government policy and how that might change the Fed's view, is what happens with business investment spending. Right. Does less regulation, lower taxes, does that spur some sort of investment from companies? Do they get this tax holiday that they, they've kind of been agitating and, for? And not just do they get it, but do they actually use that cash to invest back in the business? Right. Which we haven't seen for years, for right. a decade, really, exactly. at, at this point. And, and I think that's why the Fed thinks the outlook is still so uncertain, mm-hmm. is because they don't know what policies they'll have and how that will ultimately impact right. the economy. You know, one of the things I thought was interesting, and, and I know you were coming over here while Janet Yellen was still doing her press conference. I don't know what you, how much of it you caught or didn't catch. But at one point, they were asking her about fiscal policy and about what government spending might look like next year. And everyone's been talking about how uh, Donald Trump has talked about doing a big stimulus and how big it might be, what it might end up looking like. Will it be actual spending or tax credits or, or whatever the, the composure of com, composition of it is? And I thought something she kind of intimated that I thought was very interesting, knowing that the Fed for the longest time has been talking about Congress fiscal policy, we need to hand off the the reins of getting this economy going. She kind of said 
the economy is at a point where she wasn't really sure or certain that fiscal stimulus would really make much of a difference. She was trying to do, I think, two things at once, which yeah. was not to comment, right, <laughs> seem right, like right. she's meddling, while at the same time trying to get a point across. Mm-hmm. And the point that she wanted to get across is that there, there's different kinds of fiscal stimulus. There's the kind that's very short term, that's just there to boost government spending, to create some temporary jobs. And that's what she doesn't think we need anymore mm-hmm. with the unemployment rate already at 4.6 percent. There's another kind of government spending, fiscal policy that has much more to do with reforms, structural reforms that can actually help long-term growth in the U.S. And that is is crucially important to the Fed and, and to the direction of monetary policy. Because if you look at their estimates, they think that the U.S. long-run growth potential is only 1.8 percent. Right. That's so low. That's very low. And we share that view. We you do. think that the U.S. long-term can only grow 1.75 percent. Unless we get that kind of long-term structural change that can boost productivity, mm-hmm. boost uh, investment spending, and hence growth in the long term. So I'm thinking, and and you know, look, I know, and this is why we have folks like you actually, because you get paid to actually look at what is going to happen in the world. I get paid to try to tear holes in everything. So I am always looking for what is going to go wrong. I mean, that's what journalists do. That's how we are. It's how we're hardwired. That's why we end up in these positions because we're all sort of malcontents, I guess, on some level. So I'm wondering, you look at the market, what it's done since Election Day. Uh, today, this whole week, the big focus, Dow 20,000, the market's roaring. Everything's looking great again. And a big part of that was that Donald Trump is going to come in and Donald Trump is going to do all this sort of stimulative spending. Donald Trump is going to do all these things. Now you're, you know, you're talking about Janet Yellen kind of walking back parts of that and the long run outlook is not very high. So I'm starting to wonder, you know, is the market getting a little ahead of itself here? You know, I, I don't, we don't subscribe to the view that this is actually all a Trump rally, Mm -hmm. you know, because really, as we were talking about the previous segment is that, Really, the, the tendency started to shift already in the second half of the year. That's right. when the market started to go up again. That's when cyclical started doing better. That's when yields moved up. And it was all based on better economic growth, better earnings growth. So there was a fundamental backdrop there for, mm-hmm. for this rally in the market. We may have gone a bit extended in the past couple of weeks. Right. Uh, but there was a solid fundamental backdrop there to begin with. Uh, and so that's what I think is different to is important to differentiate just politics versus an actual improvement in fundamentals over the past few months. Right. So in our mind, we want to see a little bit of a consolidation phase here. Let's see if growth continues to, to feed through. Let's see if earnings continue to improve. Right. But we think it will uh, because we've already started seeing this in the data and, and we would still be interested in equities in the U.S. and risk assets next year. You would be, even though you're, like you said, your long-term growth outlook is pretty low. Do you think, even at that sort of a, a, a level, that sort of a rate, that the economy can support profit growth for the companies, for stocks, and and keep dividends flowing? And I mean, you, you think all that can happen? Well, we need to to quantify the magnitude. I think, right? So we don't think growth is going to jump up to three, four percent mm-hmm. short term, or even medium to long term. So as a result, we don't expect double-digit earnings growth and double-digit returns like we've seen this year. That mm-hmm. was That's probably an outlier, right? But it can still support positive earnings growth and positive returns. It, I think it's just quantifying the magnitude of it. Yeah. 
Um, and so we expect mid to mid single digit returns next year for the U.S. equity market. Mm-hmm. So very important to look beneath the surface and think about which sectors can do even better than that. And that we think are, are the cyclical sectors that are tied to this continued healthy economy. Right. That are, that are possibly tied to whatever is going to come out of Washington in, in terms of trying to boost the economy. And, and even the existing trends, yeah. right? The existing improvement in, in consumer spending that's there regardless, really, of tax policy. Yeah. Do you guys have a, a call on rates? Where do you see rates? I mean, you know, you look at the 10-year, certainly the 10-year last month has gone up significantly. It's right around two five today. Do you have a, a take on where that is going? So at, even at two five, it's still pretty low. Yeah. If we think about expectations for growth, even just two percent GDP growth and two percent inflation, usually nominal. That's some of the two, right? Nominal mm-hmm. GDP is a good proxy for where ten-year yields should be. So something like four percent. So we're still a wow. ways away from that. Right. We're, we're not saying we're going to get there in a month or two. Um, but that's the more normal level for the tenure, and that's ultimately the direction we think we're going in. So a difficult environment for fixed income. Uh, we need to be much more selective and think about interest rate sensitivity, treasuries, investment grade, um, and which sectors can still be insulated right within fixed income, something like high yield, for example, mm-hmm. which is much more credit sensitive. Yeah. Uh, going back to the Fed for a second, and I wanted to ask you this because a lot of people say – yeah, you, know, you start hearing this question: Is the Fed behind the curve? Is the Fed consciously behind the curve? And Yellen said today, you know, she said we would not run the economy hot as an experiment, which I thought was very interesting. Uh, do you think the Fed is? I mean, you know, do you think the Fed's behind the curve? Do you think the Fed wants to be behind the curve? Uh, do you think the Fed is concerned about being, you know, slow to the party? So what, what Janet Yellen uh, wanted to clarify today, I think, is that she's not purposely trying to engineer above 2% inflation. Right. That By holding the rates down exactly. consciously low. Right? Exactly. But she did say that she feels comfortable having the unemployment rate below what they think is normal in the long run mm-hmm. so that it can bring inflation back to the normal 2% level. So whether you want to call that running it hot or not, I think it depends on <laughs> how you look right, at it. Right, right. Um, she would not. Um, look, in our view, as, as we were saying, we think this is a pretty healthy economy, and it has been for a couple of years now. Mm-hmm. So we would have expected more interest rate increases than what we've gotten. Uh, but it seems that we're moving in a faster pace for 2017, which in our mind is actually a good thing yeah. because it means the economy is, is healthy and continuing to improve. All right. Uh, let's leave it there. Gabriela Santos, J.P. Morgan Asset Management. Thanks for coming in today. Thank you so much for having me. And everyone, thank you for listening. And you'll hear from us again this week, so stay tuned. Again, I said tuned, and I meant tuned. Stay tuned. (laughs) Take care. WSJ Podcasts. Listen ambitiously.